Good morning, good morning. This is Brenda Shoshana Eshen with another episode for you of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And what a life! And here we are. Another morning, a morning of great confusion in the country, pain, struggle, outcry. And I send my love and blessings to every single person involved in this, in whatever way they are involved. And, and in Zen, we do that. We, 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 we're here for every single moment and every single being, and we're with everyone. That is what the practice is, to be with everything as it comes to you, to be with it, not to judge it, to experience it, not to cling to it, to just experience it fully and let it evolve or transform in the way that it does. That sounds maybe like too chilly, too cold. What? You're not taking sides? What? You're not fighting? You're not yelling? You're not screaming? You're not doing anything? Well, and from one point of view, the greatest doing is non-doing. That's from the Zen point of view, from the ultimate Zen point of view. And let's look at what that actually means. What in the world do we mean by non-doing? What is that? Is that, is that cowardly? Are we just withdrawing? Are we just taking our hands off a situation and saying, I'm out of the game. It could look like that. It could look like that, but it's not what that really is. Actually, the practice of Zen is the deepest engagement with every moment and every person and everything. We are engaged fully, but in a different way. We are participating fully, but in a different way. We are actually making ourselves into a larger container to hold everything. When we sit in that deep, open silence, we welcome everything into that space and we willingly experience it with or with it or or acknowledging it. (laughs) We're not hiding, we're not denying, we're not running away. We're really being with everything, everything as it is. Through that kind of action, you become able then to respond, not react, but respond in a way that takes the whole picture into account and that is always a constructive healing response with nothing left out. You know, when you react through one person's point of view or another person's point of view, when you react that way, it's it's a reaction or a response, but it's inevitably somewhat limited because you're seeing it only from one point of view, boom, and you react from that point of view. Not, Not saying that's wrong or bad, but it's limited. When you sit in Zazen, you are embracing all points of view and no point of view. And what I mean by no point of view is just being utterly present, 
for it all. And when we are able to do that, there's another part of us that kicks in. Our response doesn't come out of conditioning. It doesn't come out of our mind. It doesn't come out of our thoughts or our personal desires or our personal memories. It comes from another place, a larger place, a place of larger seeing, larger knowing. And it's a different kind of response. That is what Zazen practice is based upon, actually. That's the whole basis of it. We call it Buddha nature. Pervades the whole universe. The whole universe. And what is Buddha nature? The nature that sees, that can hold everything that's compassionate, that's wise. That's within each of us. That is who we are fundamentally from the Zen point of view. So that Buddha nature then evolves, emerges, and wraps its arms around the situation. It's very simple and it's very concrete and specific. Maybe it sounds very vague or abstract or airy-fairy, but it's the furthest thing from airy-fairy because when we sit down on the cushion, we inevitably become present. We're saying, here I am. That's what we're saying, here I am. I'm willing to be with whatever arises. I'm willing to really experience it, including my own judgments about it, (laughs) including my own anger, including my own blindness. Whatever arises regarding it, I'm willing, I'm willing. That's what we're saying when we're sitting. I'm willing to be with it, experience it. And... If we sit for a while, we begin to learn that it is not helpful to grasp at any one experience or any one moment. The most beneficial way to sit is to be present, to receive it, whatever comes, and then to allow it to go on its own way, to transform, to change, to evolve. It's not up to us. Our role, our job, is in the job of receiving it, perceiving it, experiencing it. And that itself allows it to evolve. Isn't that very, very interesting? And it's a very important point. If you say to someone, I'm willing to hear you, I'm here, I'm here for you, I, I want to hear you, and we and really, really, really hear them, really listen with no judgments, not grasping onto this or that, not kicking in your personal response, but just really there, listening, present, fully. After that person talks and says whatever they have to, expresses whatever need be expressed, when it is so fully heard and experienced by the listener, whatever it was, inevitably transforms, changes. Peacefulness comes. Ah, thank you. The direction in which something transforms or changes is not up to us. (coughs) What is up to us is to listen, to be present to it, to to give it our full awareness. Awareness knows what to do. 
awareness transforms a situation in, in the most positive, constructive, and holistic way possible. Full awareness, not partial awareness, but full awareness. So that's what the practice of Zazen is, full awareness. Taking off the blinders, unplugging our ears, getting rid of our partial views, fears, prejudices, just opening up and sitting still and shutting our mouth. And by shutting our mouth, it doesn't mean we're hiding. It means we're not intruding. We're not demanding that it go our way. And we're not injecting our own personal needs or views into the situation. We are being present for everything, everything, just as it is. This may sound very odd in terms of these days and in terms of how we normally live, but although it's counterintuitive, it's really, really such a healing way to function at times of crisis, of course, and, and, and just at everyday times, just throughout our life, in all our relationships, even when there isn't a crisis. We hardly know the people we're interacting with. We're so busy with our own thoughts and ideas and judgments about them. We don't know how to just be there with them and let them be. And really, really bring awareness, become the awareness that we are. It's such a beautiful experience, and it's such a positive and healing experience. Let me tell you a quick little story about a, that I love very much, and that is particularly relevant now, I think. This monk went looking for a Zen master. That kind of story, all the Zen stories, or many, many of them start that way. A student, a monk, someone is looking for the truth. How do I handle this life, which is so utterly unexpected, often unwanted, and confusing? What do I do? So this monk went looking, and he heard there was this great Zen master up somewhere far away in the woods. Usually these teachers that they seek are hidden away. And that itself is very interesting, that they're hidden away, and that they are taking some time and some space away from the chaos of life to be in a holistic experience with it so that they can sit deeply and be with it all. Anyway, this monk went to the Zen teacher and he said, oh my goodness, my goodness. And then, of course, let me just comment on that other point. We do have to, and we all go down from the mountain, from that space of just being, and we engage with life, of course. But when we're doing that, when we go down from the mountain and engage, it's from a very different place and a different point of view. So anyway, back to that story, but that Zen monk, so he came to this great teacher and said, oh my goodness, Please give me something, give me something to, to, so I know how to live. And the teacher said, I wish I could give you everything. But in the Zen world, we don't have a thing. Wow. 
a startling, profound, shocking comment. We don't have a thing. So he's sitting up there and practicing and practicing, and his answer is, I don't have a thing. What can that mean? Why is that so healing and liberating? What does it mean? I don't, we don't have a thing. It means we're not clutching on to, we're not grasping to this or to that. We're not clinging to some kind of answer that will be applicable always under every condition, something you can take home and cling to as well that will never give you security anyway because conditions constantly change. There isn't something to hold on to like that. What is needed is to be awake, aware, to be present. What is needed is awareness, profound awareness, which doesn't pick and choose, which is present. It's just there. But it's there with all the fullness of compassion and understanding. That's what he means when he says we don't have a thing. We don't own this awareness. We don't cling to anything. We're just willing to be totally, utterly available and present, but in a different way. What do you have that you're clinging to, protecting, defending, worried about? Many, many things. I do too. I do too. Many, many things. Your beliefs, your opinions, your relationships, your mental health, your sanity, your schedule. So many things we have. And we don't want anyone to take it away. We want everything to stay the way it is. And that is called usually security. But that's, life isn't secure in that way. That life isn't secure in that way. The most secure is to be so at home with the moment and with change. To be so available for it. To walk right into it. And to write into the change. Into the moment. And, and be with it. But to be with it in a completely open-armed way. Not fighting it, not rejecting it, being present, completely present. Now, that this doesn't mean we don't take appropriate action. It doesn't mean that we allow all kinds of destructive activities to go forward. It means when something is for us to say or do, we know to do it, to say it how to say it, when to say it. And hopefully what we do comes from a very healing and beneficial place. We've seen many examples of this actually all through this crisis period that we're going through of people behaving in that way in a very loving, a very strong, a very beneficial way. So... In the Zen world, we don't have a thing. We're like a bird flying in the open sky. And when unwanted moments come, unwanted people, unwanted feelings, unwanted relationships, whatever, and believe me, many, many, many unwanted things come. That's part of life. We don't pretend that they're good. We don't say, oh, I really want it, or 
going to let go of wanting it or not wanting it. We just experience it. That's what this practice is. Experience it for what it is, but don't cling to it. Don't fight it. Don't hold on to it. Don't grasp it. Allow it to come into your being, experience it, and then allow it to go. And as you allow it to come and to go, your vistas open up. Your clarity emerges. Your calmness deepens. And from that point of view, you can see what to do. You see, when the vistas are open, when you're not frantic, when you're not clutching, when you're not in a state of total disarray and turmoil, then it's clear how to respond. And, and, and nobody's going to tell you. We don't have a thing. Nobody's going to give you rules. The situation will bring from you a constructive, healthy, appropriate response. So that's the talk for today. And along with this talk, I wish to offer my prayers and my love to every single person who's going through all the pain that they're going through now. And certainly, I offer deep, deep prayers for the healing of this whole world, that we can know peace, we can know ease of heart, we can be fair and kind to each other. That is the big heart of our practice is kindness and to honor each other and to see the beauty in one another. And that is my ultimate prayer. And I send that forth today to all. Thank you. And just a quick word, if you want to hear some more of these podcasts of Zen Wisdom Today, the URL is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. And um, you might enjoy my, my books and play instructions on becoming fully alive. So thank you for listening. Thank you very much. And if you would like to talk to me, we could have a conversation. I'm always open to receiving your wonderful emails at topspeaker at yahoo.com. Thank you so much.